happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's the season of love, and no one can tell you about love and lovey movies better than the Cinefanatics. These two guys. Okay. <laughs> I'm Chris Adams. I'm Robert Adams. And you're stuck with us for the next hour. I'm Robert Dr. Adam, or Dr. Dr. Adams. Robert Dr. Love Adams. I don't know why. <laughs> you're stuck with us. You are stuck with us. You clicked on this video and or the audio version of the podcast. Therefore, you have committed to the next hour of your life being dedicated to listening to us Babylon about rom-coms. My ex-girlfriends are going to hear or watch this and be like, why did he call himself Dr. Love? No, no. Your ex-girlfriends are not going to watch this. Okay. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Anyway, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Cinefanatics Podcast. We've already done the uh, intro about who we are, if you don't know who we are already. Sad and lonely. Correct. <laughs> well, I'm mild. Not necessarily sad. I want to know what love is. That would be nice. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so we're going to talk about rom-coms because there's no other better expert at talking about rom-coms than us. Just have to spike the mic with that, huh? I don't think that'll spike. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. The general theme here is rom-coms. Rom-coms as a whole. We did this kind of a situation before when Knives Out came out. We did a whole podcast around talking about like the whodunits, the mystery films. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Valentine's Day is here. And what better subject to talk about than movies that feature the romantic side of life. The romantic spice of life. But also give you a little ha-has and hearty hars in the process. Yeah, because, like, for the most part, I don't know. So I would, I would say right off the bat, well, I would say neither one of us are Maybe really. not that right off the bat. Neither one of us are really big on the rom-com genre. You are, more, you are more than me. I love love, and I love to love love. Yeah. Uh, laugh so, at it. like, we're doing a marquee ranking rom-com movies, and there's probably about at least half of the movies on there that I'm needing to catch up on. A lot of them are, like, movies that you've told me, like, dude, you need to watch this. You're going to love this movie. And there's one in particular so far I have watched. I'm like, why have I not seen this before already? This is such a good movie. I so, know. I know my stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely, like... I feel like rom-coms are good as far as just being able to open up and storytell. Just with your characters, your story, your acting, your lines, your script. All of that is what is very much needed. Unlike, say, again, comparing to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has a lot of bang, bang, pow, pow in it. There's not much else there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a spectacle for the eyes, while this is more of a story story for the heart i have no idea what the hell i'm talking about whereas a rom-com is a spectacle for the anyway, for something or another something else again you're stuck with us for an hour guys um so they could turn it off no please don't don't give them that option, don't give them that option. <laughs> your computer doesn't work <laughs> yeah so yeah here's the thing though the rom-com genre it's a genre that is very light easy digestible mm -hmm. you know of course unless like you have had personal experiences in your life where a showcasing of love just kind of turns you off for some reason, which I think those people do exist and it's fine. But for the most part, the rest of us will, can watch a rom-com and be like, yeah, this feels good. It's a good feeling movie. And I think that's, that's what touches that touches on probably the reason why I'm not so big into rom-coms. I'm not an emotional type of person when like, I, I work customer I've worked customer service. I still technically work customer service in my real life. I don't do this full time yet. Please subscribe. Um anyways, uh <laughs> when talking to customers and hearing them call and like they're upset about an issue You're or like, whatever. You sound like you need to watch a rom com. <laughs> well, besides that, yeah. Uh they call in and they're upset and like, I can't believe your your customer service person did blah 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 and I'm like, Okay, here's how we resolve this problem. And I've always had, like, my supervisors, managers, I was like, you need to address their emotions first. You need to, I apologize you feel this way. I understand. Like, no, that's not me. I'm not an emotional person like that. So, therefore, that would be a reason why maybe I don't connect to rom-coms that much because I'm not that emotional. I like getting straight to the facts of the issue and problem. Men crying is a sign of beta, beta maleness. Yeah, apparently. The, the views expressed in that joke do not actually equal the views of this 
particular podcast or any regular normal thinking human being on the face of this planet god dang um yeah it's 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 funny it's funny because like as humans you know expressing emotions is a very vulnerable state and sometimes you know the, the rom-com is the romance is what are you the, trying to say you're never vulnerable the <laughs> oh, okay. uh, romance Just one clarification side of things is the uh it's 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 the easiest way to kind of dig at those emotions that and death love and death love and death are the two things that hit the emotions the most I yeah think. because they every part everybody goes through those two in their life in some form or fashion well everybody definitely goes through death yeah most people go through love in some form in yeah. some form or fashion whether it's like love for your family members friends ooh, love for the chili dog you had last night mm. Or love for... I tell you, never before podcast. <laughs> never before podcast day. Do not do Chili Dog. <laughs> or love for like the girl next door as you were growing up. Or someone that you actually did fall in love with and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So these movies these movies hit us at a very relatable, relatable place. Even if we don't necessarily find ourselves in the kinds of relationships showcased... Mm-hmm. They they hit us in a very well, that and laughter. I mean, laughter is another common human human thing that like transcends beyond well, cultures. Because if you're not laughing, you're crying. Yes, kind of a weird antidote, but when I mean it laughing. does actually make sense in some cases. There are times like especially for me Cold again. World laughs with you. I I am more introverted. You, I know you can't tell like from our channel or anything, but I'm more of an introverted person. Yes, I can. When, well, you can. You live with me, and you're my brother, jackass. Um, that if if I'm in any kind of a weird, awkward situation, whether it was like in school or like even now in an adult every work situation life, you find yourself in, pretty much. Uh, I'm always like trying to get out of it or get through it with humor. I'm the type of person where, like, someone's going to look at me like, do you find this funny? I'm like, no, but if you're not laughing, you're crying, and I don't want to sit here and cry over some stupid situation. Because you so. don't know how to, your tear ducts don't work. <laughs> they, well, yeah, they, they do work, but... <laughs> right. I saw Homeward Bound when I was a kid. They do work. <laughs> ah, get them. Yeah, so, that being said, as a genre, while we may not be... It may not be our most favoritist genre ever. There are still quite a few movies that fall under the genre that we do actually really enjoy. I always thought like my one of my favorites to always like brag about. Well, I don't even know if I brag about it, but it just sounds kind of weird and awkward. I was like, yeah, the best rom-com for guys is Jerry Maguire. Because it deals with romance, comedy, and sports. There's a sports element in there that gets the guys involved. Is that fully a rom-com? Or is that like a ish drama rom with some with some sprinkled humor in there? Like well, most movies have sprinkled I humor. Th- I would call it a rom-com-ish. Because there's definitely... There's a part where Cuba Gooding Jr. is asking Tom Cruise, like, did you shoplift the pootie? And that was always like one of my favorite lines. Like, did you really? shoplift... I did not shoplift the pootie. Uh, you don't remember that? Can we say that on this podcast? Pootie? I guess. <laughs> um, but I mean, I, I always love that line because, first of all, the word pootie is just funny. <laughs> You're like, stop saying that word. Please. It's just a funny sounding word. And the way that he, that Cuba Gooding Jr. delivers it in that movie, it's so like super serious while at the same time it's like bro talk, guy yeah. to guy. Sure. And I always, I always thought that was funny. But I mean, also because the music in that is great. Bruce Springsteen, Secret Garden, great, fantastic song. Um, I know a lot of people would say like the romance between Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger is kind of. Eh. Oh, you had me. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shut up. Just shut up. Um, but yeah, it, it. I, I feel it's a very entertaining movie. And then especially, uh, not to really like spoiler or anything, but the stuff that happens <laughs> How to... How dare you spoil Jerry Maguire. But the stuff that happens to Cuba Gooding Jr.'s Rod Tidwell at the end, that brings a tear to your eye. And it doesn't even have anything to do with the actual romance of the movie. Right. So, uh, yeah, like that's always been what I would say. That's that's the rom-com You're about guys. to make me freak out like we had some kind of glaring omission on our marquee list. Oh no, no. There's a reason I hadn't fought for putting uh, for putting Jerry Maguire on there. I trust you would have remembered that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Jerry Maguire, great, great example. I mean, there's been there's been some good ones. Like also like one of the ones that you know I feel like our parents watched all the time 
and that kind of rubbed off on me was You've Got Mail. Oh, both of us. Yeah. We, we both have a healthy appreciation for that movie. It but is a good movie. I think there's... I th- so here's the thing. I think there's actually a couple... Uh, a couple kings and queens of the rom-com genre. Yeah. Go go back real quick with the You've Got Mail. Did you see the original? The oh, Shop Around the Shop Corner? Around the Corner? Uh, I haven't watched that yet. I actually okay. do need to watch that. Uh, I believe I do too. Yeah. Yeah, I need to check that one out still. Um, but yeah, uh, Tom Hanks, one of the kings of the rom-com. He's just a king in general, let's be honest. Tom Hanks' is father. Yeah, I mean... And like, when I say father, I mean legitimately he's America's dad. He's daddy. No, uh, no, not daddy. America's dad. Oh, okay. He's actually father. Yeah, he's done a lot of good rom-coms like Sleepless in Seattle, Bachelor Party. Those of all... Did you just say sleep piss? Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. I mean, technically, Joe versus a Volcano could also be a rom-com. Because well, it also had Meg Ryan in that's it. That's the thing. <laughs> Meg Ryan's one of the queens. Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Uh, literally any rom-com with Tom Hanks in it. Yeah, pretty much. Uh... <laughs> But then, of course, you've also got Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant, Richard Gere. Yeah, a lot of them have popped up in multiple. Uh, J-Lo? J-Lo counts. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of like more than one that she's been in. I know she's been in more than one. Wedding Planner? Wedding Planner. Um, made in Manhattan? Made in Manhattan. Yeah, okay. Enough? No. No. Ugh, no. Why? No. That's not a rom-com. It is a good movie, though. Yes. Yeah, I like enough. That that was like that's one of those like seriously underrated movies. But that's enough about talking about enough. That's not a rom com. That was a dumb joke. Your mom's a dumb joke. Wait, never mind. That doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Who allowed you on the internet? You. True. This is your idea. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, we talk about like these these couples. I mean, like Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. We know that they are like a dynamic couple. They've got the chemistry. Mm-hmm. They've had it for multiple movies. In fact, I'm surprised we haven't seen another Tom Hanks Meg Ryan movie lately. Lately at all, they've they're all primarily kept to like the 90s. They'll do another one where they're like, was what it what's the word octa octogenarian? I can't say it. Wow, when they're older, <laughs> sure. when they're senior citizens. So they'll they'll do an as good as it gets or not as good. Yeah, as it gets, but something's got to give. Yeah, the well, other yeah, the other Jack Nicholson movie, so, something like that. Yeah, they'll. I I'm willing to bet they'll do that again, and that would actually be, probably be pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, here's the thing, like specifically, like with pairs like that, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks. Um, you could do Julia Roberts, Richard Gere. The, these pairs that worked very well in one movie to begin with, and so therefore they've made multiple rom-coms. Do you ever find it weird that like, oh, here's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan falling in love again. Like, I f- you're watching the same movie, essentially. You're like, yep, all over again. Now they have to find each other, sort like of. each other, fall in love. There's got to be a conflict. They're going to get resolved, and they're going to fall in love by the end. Basically. Unless this is La La Land. Ooh, spoilers. <laughs> um, yeah, but specifically, like you've got mail though. Um, I love I love that movie because the way the dynamic is, and this might also be present in Shop Around the Corner. In fact, pretty sure it is. The dynamic between them is the big business guy who's essentially pushing out the smaller business. Yes, and yet somehow they these these star-crossed lovers still find their way to each other yeah i mean essentially it is like kind of like a romeo and juliet type of thing they're yeah they're competing they're at war effectively go to the mattresses capitalism yeah uh like they they are at war so i mean very much like the capulet montague battle in romeo and juliet see i know shakespeare um, but yeah, it's very similar to that. And I think like a lot of rom-coms actually have some kind of form of that. That's your central conflict in like all of these. There's, there's a, there's a, there's a hump they've got to get over. Word choice aside, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like for example, I just watched, uh, Notting Hill. Mm-hmm. That movie is about a lonely bachelor who runs a bookstore. They all have bookstores in them. Yeah. They all ha- they all involve bookstores in some form. <laughs> Uh, and then Julia Roberts is a basically herself. <laughs> She's an A-list actress yeah. who just happens to stumble into his bookstore. And the the conflict they got to get over is the fact that she's a high-profile celebrity, and neither one of them know how to really engage in a relationship with that being a thing. Yeah, I don't know how to engage a high A-list celebrity. 
and I don't know how to be a normal person with a normal person. Which that one I actually I really like that just because he he's in the conflict of I don't know how to like when we're out and about, how do I react? How do I be around you? And from her point of view, this is just her job. She's just a normal person. It just yeah. so happens to be people follow her, like paparazzi follow her because they know of who her she job. is. Yeah. Otherwise, the entire movie, she's acting like just any other person off the street. Like, hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. Like, but yeah, but 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 you're you're you're. Yes, I am. Yes, yes, I am. We know. Yes, I am. Uh, move on. Yeah, basically, yeah. and I I like that kind of a dynamic in that as well. That's what makes that movie good. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, so we talk about these Julia Roberts, Hugh Grant. Again, these are two like queen and king of of rom-com like yeah Hugh Grant's been in multiple rom-coms there was a period of time there where I actually thought Hugh Grant didn't do anything but rom-coms <laughs> pretty much like nine, then, around nine months yeah and then I saw him in The Gentleman and I was like oh he does do movies other than rom-coms okay yeah uh but so we talk about these kings and queens of rom-com and the reason we bring them up is because uh a rom-com is only as good as the chemistry of the two leads mm-hmm and you, you, we have like a set, a set grouping of actors that we just know are going to hit it out of the park every time. Um, that's that's what sells the movie is is this chemistry between between your 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 two leads. Um, so that's you know th- that's what you go that's what you go for pr- pretty much. I'm trying to think of one where, like the in, in theory, the idea of the movie sounded fantastic, mm-hmm. but when watching, you're like, these two really just do not mesh, as far as the actors themselves, and whether it is actually the actor themselves or it may just be the story, the lines, the right. emotions that they're trying to deliver. Those are not what's meshing. So therefore, we as the audience are just like, yeah, these two actors don't work well together. I would say the proposal is fine. Proposal was Sandra good. Bullock and Ryan Reynolds don't really pop off, in my opinion. No, but the story the carried story, it. The story. The, so that's an example of where the story actually carries over the the actors mm-hmm. involved. Um, yeah, that and it was fine. It was, it was fine enough. I know. As soon as we're done recording this, I'm gonna think of one. I'm like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll probably mention it on the marquee. Well, none of I don't know like too many of the movies on the marquee that really do have like that kind of a. No, I think primarily all the movies that we have that we're ranking on the marquee uh, this this Friday. Uh, you should t- tune in. It's happening this Friday, um, live. Uh, so be there live. Um, I don't know if too many movies. Seven thirty Pacific, ten thirty Eastern. <clears throat> that we uh, that we didn't put any like where there's just bad chemistry between them. Yeah. I mean, even I would say like so I just watched uh uh Something's Gotta Give with Jet Nicholson and Diane Keaton. And for the most part I think they have chemistry. Uh I thought that movie was very okay. Um it was just this this I guess that's an example of the story was just fine to me. Mhm. But um yeah, the the chemistry there was was okay. Jack Nicholson was basically playing himself. Um, so as far as I know about Jack Nicholson, anyway, he wasn't doing, he wasn't at any Lakers games, but yeah, you know, what have you. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think we really have any movies on the list that are, that are, that feature, you know, non-dynamic couples, which is going to be fun. Cause we're going to try to see what movie would go in F tier. And it's all movies that generally everyone like really likes for the most part. There's a couple of them that. We definitely have on there that's not great. but um, So I was trying to look up. I don't know if you've done this, looked at it, but I was trying to look up on Letterboxd just because, again, I'm not that uh, – rom-coms is not my go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, people who know me, my go-to, horror. So when I'm sitting down at night, I'm like, huh, what movie do I want to watch? I'm usually quick to go pull up like Shudder, Tubi, Amazon, HBO, all the streamers, and just see go straight to like the horror genre and see what's available there, and I choose that. Um. So I, I'm not quick to just open up rom-com and be like, hey, what rom-com's available? So I had to pull up, uh, I'm looking up my letterbox at my, like, movies that I've watched and what I've rated high as far as, like, romantic comedy. 
And it says that my favorite romantic comedy, even though I really like Jerry Maguire, it actually was saying that my my highest rated romantic comedy was Princess Bride, which technically is a romantic comedy ish. It's more of a it's comedy. Not, it's not traditional. It is definitely more comedy, and there's definitely the fantasy element to it. Yeah, but it's yeah, I, I love that movie. There's romance involved, and it's comedic. So there you go. I, I feel like kind of like uh, Fred Savage in that movie. Like, is this a kissing book? Like, is this a kissing movie? Well, yes, there's it some is. in there. But yeah, yeah. like, it, it's rating Princess Bride is probably, like, my highest rated rom-com on here. Uh, followed by, like, The Big Sick. Big Sick is really good. Big Sick is good. So I remember when Big Sick came out, both of us went to go see that in the theater. And that was one of those, I think, if I remember correctly, when did that come out? That was, like, 20, 2017. Yeah. That when... We left the theater, like, both of us were already like, yeah, that's our favorite movie this year. That's going to be up there. Uh, Get Out was the same year, so that it had some healthy competition from that. Yeah. But, like, so, for example, that was Kumal Nanjiani and Zoe Kazan. Yeah. Uh, which she was, like, in a coma pretty much the entire movie. So there was very little scenes of their actual chemistry together. Very little of seeing them interact because... It's the whole movie. She's in a coma, and he's basically having like building that chemistry with her parents. At the same time, though, I believe his wife in real life was actually a producer on the movie too. Was in, heavily involved because it is their story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and so like you, that kind of fills in the gap of the chemistry side of things because she can just directly talk to Zoe about like how here's how I felt and thought during this moment and that moment. So that that just that automatically feels he's basically acting with his wife at that point. Aside from the fact that it is a completely different human being, yeah. So, so not exactly. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's what I was looking at on here. Um. Let's see what else we have. Let me just try to see if I can separate it out by comedy as well. The other thing too is uh, oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. That's a delightful movie. That doesn't. That's not a rom com. It's more of just straight comedy. Yeah, that's just a comedy. Um. Well, the other thing, too, is rom-coms that actually have a plot that's not necessarily built around the couple in the movie. There's actually, like, there is there is a plot, and then the couple is kind of built around that. Example that Jerry I would McGuire. give. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeremy Guar. The example I would give would actually be, like, Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. Wherein that doesn't have the traditional romantic element in it. If you've seen the movie, you know that our our lead is Steve Carell essentially and he's actually going through a separation potentially slash divorce in this movie mm-hmm. and so there's there's not really like a an actual like real full-on romantic element he's just trying to learn how to get back out there essentially and how to move past this part in his life freaking David Linhagen which one of you is David Linhagen yeah <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> classic. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's taking the idea of like the romance side of things and kind of spinning it on its head a little bit and doing something different, playing playing with something different in that genre. And that's that's I think that's why it's one of my favorite rom coms is because it 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 leads story first in a way that isn't isn't true to like most rom coms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hitch, Hitch is another one. Yeah. Because the whole, while there's romance in the fact that he's a date doctor, mm-hmm. basically, and the, the the stuff that's kind of iffy about that movie, all that aside, take the like just taking the movie just straight at face value, there well, are there are guys out there that have, I would say it's probably like social issues, a lot like me, for example, if I cared enough. I might be a type, the type of person that, or at least in my younger days, <laughs> I might have been the type of person that may have solicited the services of a date doctor. Not necessarily to the creepy level that they do in this movie, because movie's got a movie, yo, and it's got well, a, it's got a pace. It's got I to actually get through. don't think the movie's as bad as you you think that some people make it out to be. No, because at the end of it, the movie does actually explain itself away. Mm-hmm. By the end of it, it's like, hey, just. Be yourself. Just, yeah, have fun on the date kind of situation. Yeah, it, it, within that movie, basically all he's doing is just helping the the guy 
that's hiring him build up that confidence and and just uh, like maybe create that swagger just enough to make sure that they're at least getting the attention of the person they're wanting to woo yeah He's breaking down the nervousness that some people have on their on their first dates or whatever. Yeah, and I think that's why you say he gives you like give me three dates and then that's it. After three dates, you're it's, on your own. It's on. Yeah, it's all on you. Uh, yeah, I think generally it's a great movie because there's a lot of. I mean that that hits a very relatable moment for a lot of a lot of people, not just guys, but just a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And generally, when in general, when they go out on a first date, it's like. Is this gonna work? Is this gonna work? Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Uh, am I am I gonna am I meeting the person? Am I meeting my person? Am I meeting my person? I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to do. Oh my god, did I mess up? Did I mess up? I'm not like that. You also don't go out on dates. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, that explains it. So yeah, a lot of people feel that way. They'll they'll go out on that first date and be like, uh, what if this is the person and I completely blow it? So that, that movie is hitting a note that a lot of people understand and can relate to. Mm-hmm. Which is another reason why it's great. Plus, you mix Will Smith and Kevin James. It's great. You know, Eva Mendez is great. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a good movie. I was trying to think of her name, Allegra Cole. I know that's the yeah. Char- all I can think of is her character's name. Oh, and like I know her, I know her actual name, and I can't not recall it off the top of my head. But. That's why I was just moving on. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hitch is another one of those though, where it kind of takes the takes the genre. Cause, cause the thing about that one too is that Will Smith in that movie is is a character who's kind of jaded in a way. He'll help other people, but he's not really kind of sold out on the idea of finding love himself. Yeah, he he's kind of he's kind of there's there's a tinge of cynicism I think in him, and you you kind of get that by the time. Uh, by the time they spin the, the, the publication, Eva Mendez's publication that she's a part of spins it on, on Kevin James's character mm-hmm. and Allegra Cole. Um, he spins it, they spin it on them. And then uh, when she, sh- when he, uh, he shows up to the speed dating that Eva Mendez is at and says, this is exactly why I can't do this stuff because, because of this situation, because of, of, what you guys said in that. I think that is, that is, that is a, a, a fun interpretation of you know reimagining kind of like how the rom-com genre actually works as a whole between people yeah because uh, seemingly by the way amber valetta amber valetta got uh, it he because it seemingly yeah i did because <laughs> seemingly a lot of these uh, man and I this podcast sponsored by google.com and i don't mean for this to be a point of contention with us or just like in discussion at all it does seem like a lot of rom-coms do tend to lean more on the guys goofing up. and uh, yeah. Guys are goofy. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll admit that. Men We're... are goofy at best. Mm-hmm. And goofy at worst, still. A different form. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> There's a, it could get worse, We're going to keep it light and, sure. light and floaty here. Um, And so... When doing a rom-com where it could be like the guy's perfectly fine the entire time and it's actually the woman who's all weird and awkward and goofy. Which they kind of did in Hitch a little bit. Where they did in Hitch. Uh, I would also say more... kind of messed up a little bit, though. I would also say more on uh, The Proposal. Yeah. Sandra Bullock's character, like Ryan Reynolds' character in that was like the straight lace. Uh, yes, he was the underling in the in the work relationship that mm-hmm. they had which inappropriate but whatever uh That's a level. <laughs> he's the uh, he was the underling but he was still like the, the straight person in it mm-hmm. um and it was Sandra Bullock that was fumbling and needing to learn how to grasp what's happening around her yeah come to terms with it and then move on and fall in love and like it made for a really really interesting dynamic in that because I think that's one of the standouts of that is I, you just don't see that too often in movies. Right. Uh, I'll go back to Jerry Maguire. It was Tom Cruise's character that was fumbling around the whole time throughout that whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Mel. That one. So you've got Mel's interesting in that because it's essentially it was both of them fumbling around at any given point. It just really depends on the dynamic of what's going on in their their relationship as far as warring bookstores. It's also interesting in that when Tom Hanks's character is the one, Fox, Joe Fox, F-O-X. O-X. 
when he's when he finds out that she's the one that he's writing she's to, the yeah. one he's been writing to the entire time yeah and then you have that that power dynamic switches he's the one who's now in control of everything because he knows what's going Which, on uh, maybe maybe doesn't age well itself either but but he was like he was seemingly still a gentleman about it like any you other would hope so any other guy in that situation could have just manipulated the hell out of that relationship and he didn't yeah um another so another movie that I think plays a different way off of the rom-com genre that we have on our list that I really wanted to bring up because it's one of my favorite comedies is I love you, man. Yes. And the reason I, I say it plays off of the rom-com genre is because this isn't a traditional romance between, you know, obviously like we don't have a whole lot of uh, like mainstream, like queer love stories or anything. But yeah. in this case, we're talking about the, the usual uh, male female dynamic in most rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't, this doesn't have that. I mean, there, there is that between him and his fiance in the movie, but it doesn't fall into a standard. Well, yeah, because that one is more of the guy love. It's more of, love. it's more of the, the, the bro love of friendship. Yeah. Which, which is, Still within the genre, the way it presents itself, but it's it's still very different in that they're, they're still a they still kind of do like a courtship period between the two of them, mm-hmm. even though they're just friends. He's trying to court court him into being his best man rather than necessarily fall in love with me. It also falls like just as a side note real quick, it also falls into a category of rom-coms that have come out at least since like the mid 2000s mm-hmm. where the romance is, it is there but it's definitely pushed aside and the movie leans more in comedy right you don't have your traditional romantic comedies that we've grown up with like sleepless in seattle when harry met sally my best friend's wedding runaway bride all mm-hmm. of those that have a very picturesque like cover mm-hmm. uh typically the cover or poster is the two people staring at each other in a profile Sleepless in Seattle when Harry met Sally, they're both sitting there just staring at each other. Yeah, um, or it's like the they're floating heads amongst the clouds and stuff. You don't have that. I love you, man. Fits into a genre of forty year old virgin knocked up. Mm. Pretty much anything Judd Apatow has done in like the past twenty years, almost. Uh, it, it falls into more of like a bro rom com. Yeah. There's still romance there. Bros are still still getting love, but it's, it's the rom com that the boys feel comfortable going to. But uh, yeah, it's a rom com that we're also talking very crassly about sex or boobs feel like bags of sand or something like that. <laughs> really, just went specific on that. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's that kind of a genre, which that also that I like that because that is going to open it more to people who may not watch for just a simple romance Mm -hmm. uh i would also say you could uh speaking of judd apatow you could also throw bridesmaids in there which bridesmaids i feel like is uh more of the rom-com of that like a bro rom-com right for women right like that's that's all the sisters right there and i think that was actually it was produced or written by apatow done by paul feig i think yeah yeah, who also did the ghostbusters with all the women so paul feig is very women forward with his his takes on these movies yeah, so like I love you, man. I I really enjoy that because of that aspect. Because it's got the it's got something that I guess I as a as a as a male relate mm-hmm. to more, which is the the bro aspect, the 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 male friendship side of things. Yeah, well, because like even us right now, if you or I were to get married like tomorrow, who's going to be your best man besides probably us? Uh, this is not a conversation I want to have on the podcast. On the podcast. Let's get personal with this. Who's going to be your best man? You let me know. I'm going to go downtown and pay someone 20 bucks. <laughs> he won't even hire your brother. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it's a very, it's, it, it is a, it, it is a romance. There's a bromance in there. Yeah. I'm going to quote the song from scrubs guy love between jd and turk that's exactly what it is by the way we quote a lot of scrubs here we just both of us absolutely love that show so um another movie we got on the list and i think this was like one of the first movies i ever heard of that kind of was that pushed forward the idea that this is the rom-com you bring your boyfriend to this is the rom-com that a, a guy can really be into and it's that how to lose a guy in 10 days 
That's a weird title to a movie that you would take your boyfriend to. <laughs> it's 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 all about. Are like, you sending me signals again? It's all about the story. Mm-hmm. It's it's again. It's another situation where there's like a fun story, a fun dynamic presented, wherein both characters have to try to figure out how to ditch the other. While know, they're actually falling in love with each other in a period of time, but then they actually just fall in love with each other. That's uh, Matthew McConaughey, who's also like a rom com. Him and Kate Hudson, uh, I I feel like I would like. I guess Matthew McConaughey would count because he's been in multiple rom coms. But I kind of feel like the quality of most of those rom coms aren't as high. Like I don't know. I never saw Failure of the Launch or Made in <clears throat> Yeah Made in Manhattan. He was in Made in Manhattan. Okay, so yeah, uh, I, I feel like I would qualify them as like prince and princess of rom com, not necessarily a yeah, king and queen specifically. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that's another one. It's it's a it's that's the movie that's interesting because there's a fun dynamic, a fun way to tell that story. Um, and then of course, you know, that at some point in the movie, that has got to come to a head where they have to like reveal to each other. Yeah. My intention was just to try to ditch you. Well, that was my intention too. And it didn't work because we had to try to s- stick with the other person as much as possible. And it's just, it's, it's just an interesting, interesting way to spin it too. Yeah. Um, and it, this is another thing. That point is, it brings up something that I don't like about rom-coms. A major point The story structure is always the same? It is, and that structure in that is, it's a structure that could always be resolved by an effing conversation. <laughs> just talk All you out. have to do is just talk. Which, what that means is that rom-coms are trying to teach us one thing as a whole. In Communication. Order have, <laughs> in order to have a healthy relationship, you gotta learn to communicate. Like, all you have, like, in, in that specifically. This is your Cinefanatics romance advice of the day. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not, not we're not actually not accredited therapists here, but. Uh, but yeah, like all you have to do, like in that situation is like, hey, I work for a newspaper. This was my job. I don't mean anything personal by it. Oh, well, that would make sense then. I understand it is a job. If if the two people talking are capable of that level of understanding without, again, kind of like what I was saying earlier, when I'm, when I'm well, talking to customers, I go straight to what's logical and not the emotion. Ignore the emotion, go straight to logic. Oh, that is what your job entitles. I understand that. Let's move on. Now, you're making a good point, but I think in the specific case of that movie, one of them was doing it as a bet. So that's going to be kind of well, a hard yeah, conversation one, to have. One was, one was doing it as a bet. The other one was doing it for a new, for like a magazine article. Yeah, the magazine article, fine. I understand that. The bet, well, that one's a little bit harder to communicate on. Yeah. So I'm I'm nothing but just folly for you. <laughs> hey, I'm a guy. Guys bet on things. Like, just understand that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, as a whole, like, there's, we we kind of cl- covered through like a lot of our really favorites here. I know there's a few more uh, that that fit under some of our favorites, like you like Clueless, and that's that's like more so based on like that's not Shakespeare, right? It's a uh, uh, no, it is based off of uh, Emma. Emma, which that, you know, they recently made a that, version well, of that's that. Well, that's been remade a couple of times. Well, they recently remade another one with Anya Taylor-Joy in it. Yeah. There was one also back in the 90s uh, with Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. I believe. So that that's a story that's kind of been retold and told time and time again. But um, I didn't, I did, like, when I saw Clueless, when I first saw Clueless, it came out like in 95, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think of it as a rom-com. I just thought of it like... I, to me, at that age that I was, it felt more like in the genre of like a t- like coming of age type of movie. Teen movie, yeah. It felt closer to like say Days and Confused than it did a rom com. Uh, I get that completely. Um, but yeah, so like it's it's funny because that's a and Paul a, Rudd never ages. He ne- no, <laughs> he's maybe gained like maybe a wrinkle or two underneath. Between his eyes. Clueless and I Love You, man, he looks exactly the same. He's gained like a couple wrinkles under his eyes, but for the most part, smooth sailing. Uh-huh. Um, Kang's going to fix that here in a couple of weeks. Uh, or actually this week by the time this comes out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the other thing is, is like, I, I like these modern takes on like classic romantic stories. You know, you got like the Emma side of things, but also we have um, Roxanne, which is another one of our favorites because. Yeah. Our parents. S- our parents plus. We've, we, 
I think it's because of our parents that we first gained a healthy uh, enjoyment of Steve Martin and his comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we just learned to love it in general on our own. Now I'm sitting here on my own without being prompted to to watch Only Murders in the Building on Hulu whenever it pops up. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely watch it. It's fantastic. Oh, I think I'll do that then. Yes. Good recommendation. Um, but Steve Martin is one of those that that is, is he's just a classic comedian and we just love everything he does. But Roxanne is another one of those movies where it kind of takes a classic story, the Cyrano de Bergerac story yeah. and puts a modern or at least modern esque uh, as modern as that, the eighties were given how old that movie is now <laughs> a modern esque spin on that, on that tale. Like they actually, uh, like the, in the original Cyrano de Bergerac, there's the whole part where he's trying to woo the girl and, uh, the guy's hiding in the bush behind mm-hmm. him whispering what to say while this movie kind of updates it with like the whole earpiece mm-hmm. thing. But it's like the same thing too. Like Emma had that, the, the remaker essentially with Anya Taylor joy. There's a new, there was a new Cyrano that came out with uh, Peter Dinklage, yeah. which I still haven't seen, but still kind of really want to see. Because Isn't it a musical? I think it was interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was an interesting take. Cause like I'm sitting there going, this makes sense this is a unique different way of taking that same story because the Cyrano de Bergerac story he just has like a really long nose yeah whereas Peter Dinklage is a smaller person yeah so they kind of they kind of did a different different spin on it um but that's that's the that's some I think rom-com and that brings up that rom-com is like one of those genre subgenres that I think you can kind of sneak into almost anything the mm-hmm. only place like we really haven't seen it yet, we brought up the MCU earlier, is like I'm I'm eager to see can they bring up like a rom com thing into the MCU. I guess now that I say it out loud, they kind of played around with it a little bit in Thor Love and Thunder. There was like brief moments in that movie that definitely were painted like a rom com. That was more of a calm rom. It was like a lot of calm, sure. calm, calm, and then a little rom. But like you you know what I'm saying? Like it goes when they went back and showed the history of like Thor and Jane during the brief parts of time that we didn't get to see in other movies. Yeah. Those were definitely built and designed like a cheesy rom-com. Yeah. Uh, I do like the chemistry between Chris Hemsworth and Jane Foster. That One thing I will definitely say is a positive for Love and Thunder is when they got the two of them back together on screen, it felt so natural. Like they just fell right back into how they were they definitely had in better, the previous Thor movies. They definitely had better chemistry in that than they did in the previous Thor movies for yeah. sure uh, and I, I really like that just that little that little bit that you're talking about the flashbacks of the their relationship growing mm-hmm. seeing that and then seeing how they actually do interact some of it was awkward that whole talk like on the sh- on the boat as they're flying to Gore's black and white yeah. planet thing it was kind of awkward but yeah, like those flashbacks specifically, they they feel they feel more like rom com. But I think that's about as close as the MCU has actually gotten to yeah. doing a rom com of any sort. Um, so I mean, I I kind of like this idea where we take like whatever the subject is when we're talking about movie genres and try to put them into another genre. Horror, warm bodies. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, there's <laughs> there's been other horror movies that have had romance centered around it it's just uh, the the thing with those is they do they're not rom-coms for the most part they are more just rom whore that's probably not a good term for it (laughs) well the thing with warm bodies is it kind of plays up the same thing i was talking about earlier with with roxanne and clueless is it's still like a romeo and juliet story yeah yeah regular girl and zombie boy yeah warring factions essentially yeah um, and yeah, just the horror is the fact that he happens to be a zombie. There's zombies in this world yet. The zombies are capable or uh, in some extent of being able to communicate and still having emotions. They have a level of intelligence that most zombies don't have in most zombie stories. Ye- correct. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, that's what makes that interesting. Um, I mean, of course there's other, you could like theoretically say like Dracula is Mm -hmm. a classic romantic tale in some weird hot topic type of fashion. I want to suck your blood. Yes. But yeah, there, there's definitely elements of romance in some horror movies. Um, just because some of the, what makes them horror is the links that 
these people go to to achieve that romance. Yeah. Again, most of these, there's really not any comedy involved in it at all. You might get like some like reanimator that does have like a little bit of a romantic interest in there. Uh, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but like anyone who's knows like some of these horror subgenres will understand that. Yeah, and again, that, that's what I like is that the 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 rom com, I would consider. The... All right, uh, someone's car just blew up. Uh, the rom com side of things is it's a subgenre. Rom is the subgenre of com, or com might be the subgenre of rom. Which I think romances actually would be considered a subgenre of drama. Generally, yes. drama would be the overarching. So you kind of you get like one of those like ancestry, like here's the parents and here's their kids and their kids and there's their or kids like and their some kids. giant Venn diagram. Yeah. So rom com is one of those I think subgenres that you can actually just sneak into anything almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that warm bodies exist, but also horror I think is a subgenre is a genre in, in itself, but also a subgenre that can be snuck into things too. Uh, Shaun of the Dead had a had a pretty decent romance between Shaun and his girlfriend in that movie mm-hmm. while they're trying to survive zombies. But I wouldn't call that a rom-com. Uh, it's just, that's no, more that's, of a horror comedy. That is more horror comedy first and foremost with like the little hint of romance between, and there's also like theoretically with your example of I love you, man, there's the romance between him and his friend and the bro. Yeah. Ed. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think that's, that's what intrigues me most about a lot of these subgenres like the rom-com is that you can, you can kind of, tuck it into things sometimes and you know you you don't even need to really like show it off in the trailer you're just kind of like surprise this is a part of the movie too yeah so yeah um as a whole i think there's there's a lot to be explored i mean eventually i can see us like on the podcast at some point just like picking out one movie and we may do this in the future but we obviously we intend for this podcast to go on and on and on until we no longer feel like doing it anymore there's so many things we can make as topics whether it's genres individual movies actors directors individual movies or the actors specifically i think would be the next place to go in the rom-com genre where we kind of briefly touched here and there on certain movies or certain actors yeah you can do a whole podcast on just julie roberts and her rom-com movies not just julie roberts as an actress in general because she obviously goes beyond the genre of rom-com she's yeah great in almost everything that she's been in mm-hmm. um but, but tom hanks and meg ryan tom hanks and meg ryan just the two of them there's why they're in so many rom-com movies together multiple movies just do the whole podcast we just rewatch those movies and do a whole podcast on just those three i think Three, Joe versus a volcano, Sleepless in Seattle, and you've got mail. There may be one more I'm not thinking of. I almost want to say there is one more. Meg Ryan was in Da Vinci Code. Yeah, no. I can't remember off the top she of my head. She was the code. Yeah, I feel like there might be one more, but. She was the code he needed to solve. Whatever, this is the podcast. This is the movie trivia schmodown, so I don't have to remember in 15 seconds. What's here. the schmodown? Yeah, anyways. Um, anywho, so yeah, there. I think I think in the future when Valentine's Day rolls around, there's always like the, all right, let's just dive into the kings and queens of the rom com genre, mm-hmm. and there's there's just so much there's just so much you can dive in there. Uh, you guys feel free in the comments on on the video. I, I don't think there's comments on podcast side of things, but at least in the comments on the video, come over to YouTube and and check out the video form if you're not already here. Uh, leave comments down below on on various uh, rom-coms that you would want to see us talk about or questions that you have in general. Uh, I know like one thing that we want to do in the future is, you know, probably do like some podcasts that are AMAs. So like start asking questions and we might start picking out questions from various podcasts that we do over the course of, you know, the next few months, year, however long it takes to get a, a, a good amount of questions going. Might even actually bring this up on Twitter, come to think of it, might be a good idea too. Tagline here in a little bit tagline <laughs> yep tagline that we're gonna go uh do live here in a little bit uh anyway yeah leave leave some comments down below what are some of your favorite rom-coms uh what are some rom-coms you feel like that we need to check out obviously you don't know all the movies we've seen just suggest some anyway and if we haven't seen it then we'll give it a look-see yeah but uh otherwise we appreciate you guys hanging out it's a little bit less than an hour but you know we'll let you off the hook we'll let you off the hook you know you did so well hanging out you are still here with us 
you hung in there through this conversation and so we'll let you off a little bit early today you can you can go home the bell's ringing it's a early release day there's snow there's snow it's a snow day whatever <laughs> Uh, you know, here in Texas, around Valentine's Day, it might just be a snow day. Which means we need to hurry up and end this before our power goes out. True. Because our grid sucks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you guys coming and hanging out and watching this one. Again, leave a comment down below. Let us know what you thought about it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button because we do a whole bunch of stuff here, including this podcast. As well as coming up this week, we have obviously the tagline on Wednesdays. It's our live news show that we do weekly. Talking about the movie news and all that stuff. And then, of course, we've got the marquee coming up this weekend, which is going to be covering rom-coms on Friday. We are, we've got literally a list of like 18, 19 rom-coms that we're going to be uh, trying to tier rank and figure out where they go in our favorite list. We're going to have guests. It's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. And we do it live, so you can actually show up live and be in the chat and kind of give your opinion and everything. Yeah. So uh, as far as that goes, though, you can find us at MLP on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me specifically at ChrisAdamsMLP on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, as well as Twitch.tv slash ChrisAdamsMLP. Yeah, you can follow me at RobertAdamsMLP on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can also find me at YouTube.com slash at RobertAdamsMLP. Yeah! So make sure you come on back here. Obviously, we got this on the audio. So if you're on the audio, please give us a good rating wherever you're listening to us at. Help bump up those numbers and bring in some new listeners. Uh, over on the YouTube, I already told you the YouTube things. You know how to do it over here. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one whenever that is and whatever it may be. Probably about two weeks because I think we're doing this every other week now. Yeah, we're doing these about every other week. So probably in about two weeks and uh, stay tuned. It's going to be a fun one, whatever the next one will be. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Say hi to your cats and dogs for me. And your loved ones. Aww.